What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, manifestation, and entrepreneurship. Today is all about mindset specifically, so falling under the manifestation category, where I'm just sharing a quick tip on how I get out of negative thought spirals. So I'm going to start repurposing content that I put in my Facebook group, which is reframe your mindset to change your life. So definitely join if you're not a part of that. I do a ton of workshops in there, interviews, discussions, videos, going live, etc. So again, reframe your mindset to change your life. And I'm going to start taking some of the content I do in there and putting it on the podcast. So today is not super long. It's just quick tips on how I get out of the negative thought spiral. And I share some different scenarios so you understand how I do that. So yes, I think it will be really, really, really timely for what we're all going through. There is so much going on this year in the world that I think a lot of us are losing sight of how to even regulate our own emotions. And when we can't regulate our emotions, it becomes really hard to operate and really show up as our fullest selves because we're just constantly in an anxious, fear-based mode. So I try to help you out with what personally gets me out of that. Now, of course, I love hearing from you all. So if you have specific tips on how you get out of these anxiety spirals, please let me know because I would love to share them on my Instagram. I obviously think there's more than one way to skin a cat. So if there are multiple ways to do that, please let me know so I can feature you. As always, if you found value, please leave a rating and review and subscribe. You can just go to the podcast app on your phone. This is for iPhone specifically, iPhone users. Go to the podcast app find my podcast, scroll down to ratings and reviews, and then you just write a review and submit. This is super helpful with visibility as well as getting bigger guests on the podcast. So if you're wondering, you know, why can't I book this person or can you get this person on? Usually they look at ratings and reviews. So the more I can get ratings and reviews, the bigger guests I can book and the more questions we can ask these guests and get more access to them. Again, it just helps spread the message and really, really provides more credibility when I'm pitching the podcast to the guests. So even though I have magical manifesting powers like getting Gabby Bernstein on and Skinny Confidential and all these other people, again, ratings and reviews help. So I really appreciate that. Just a few life updates and personal updates. I am personally in the UK right now. I don't know why I said personally twice. I am in the UK right now. Um, Lots of stuff going on with visas and COVID and living situations. I'm definitely going to do a whole podcast on that. And I'm still going to do my Australia recap. It's just such a big recap cap that I need to almost like make an entire outline for it but that's going to be coming soon as well as updates on moving to Europe and how this whole transition has been and let me tell you not stable if I could use one word to describe this whole transition it's like unbalanced and not stable in any way shape or form so it's been a very rocky road in terms of energy I feel very up and down every day but I'm still grateful that I'm over here so again I will cover that in a podcast but right now I'm in the UK and then I will hopefully be in Germany in two weeks with my partner so stay tuned for all these updates and then professionally my coaching programs I just opened up one-on-one coaching that is available for three spots only it is such a big energetic commitment for both people which is why I can only hold space for three spots and I promise you this is not a sales gimmick it is truly such an energy commitment because we are going so so deep into your subconscious we are laser focusing on your limiting beliefs and how to overcome them and that is no easy task okay that is something that requires so much attention energy listening and really just a container of support and and really no judgment and just such a 
I'm almost having a hard time describing it because it's such a special dynamic for me, which is why I can only energetically do it for three different people at a time. So that is open right now. If you want to work together, you can either DM me at Chelsea Rife or write into info at ChelseaRife.com or the podcast page or information page as well. So that's the one-on-one coaching. For group coaching, I just wrapped up round one of Chaos to Confidence. It was so amazing. People were manifesting cars, relationships, jobs in the middle of a pandemic feeling more confident, having their in-laws tell them they looked more confident, people saying they felt totally changed after the course. And I think that's because my approach really, really focuses on practicality. So I like to almost call it practical magic. I feel like that's going to be my new tagline is practical magic because I give you the tools and exercises to actually do the work. So when I say do the work, I'm not saying that in a vague sense. I'm actually giving you exercises and journal prompts and homework and accountability so that you can see shifts. And that's why so many people saw shifts during the course because they were getting that guidance and the accountability factor on top of exercises that they could do at home at any time. So I really created this toolbox for people to dip into and just use the tools as they see fit. So if you're interested in that and you want more information, round two is going to launch in mid-November and I'm opening enrollment up next week. Now this is very, very important. It is going to be a self-study program or you can upgrade to one-on-one calls or group coaching calls, okay? So it's going to be self-study and then there's two different options to upgrade, which is joining the live coaching calls as a group or getting direct one-on-one access to me. So I'll share more about that on my Instagram and my page soon. I'm in the process of building a website, so that will be exciting for anyone that's always wondering where's my website. That's coming soon, but just stay tuned for Chaos to Confidence round two and note that it's opening up again next week for enrollment. I also have a money mindset course that's going to come out in November as well, and I'm starting to do a soft enrollment in the next two weeks, and then I'll really start promoting it in October. So if you're interested, please let me know. This is all specifically about money, obviously. We're going into the old belief system that you have to work hard to make money, that money is greedy or evil, that it's not spiritual to make money, that only a few of us get to be abundant. We're getting all into that. We're focusing on money mindsets and money manifestations stations. So that is what that program is going to be all about. So if you're interested in that, let me know and contact me again at Chelsea Rife or info at chelsearife.com. I think that's it. I think that's all I have for today. So let's just dive right in so you can see how I deal with negativity and anxious thought spirals. So I wanted to jump on and share a little bit more about what I've been thinking about lately, which is how I maintain my mindset even through hard times because this year has been wild, right? I mean, we're going through a global pandemic, civil rights movements, elections, deaths, sickness. I mean, there's pretty much every single issue we can think of has come to light this year, right? And I've been thinking about it myself, like I have had a hard time with a lot of this stuff, but how do I not let it completely derail me? Because I would say a few years ago, anything tiny in my life that was even remotely negative would send me into a tailspin. Like I would cry all day, I couldn't sleep, I wouldn't be able to work, I wouldn't be able to do anything. And then I was thinking about my personal life this year because I think there's a misconception just because I was like traveling abroad in Australia that I was like absolutely living my best life, not working, making money, meeting hotties. Like that's not true. I had three jobs. At one point I didn't have a job. I probably, if I added up all the times I live in a hostel, it's probably like three months out of the whole year, if not longer. 
there were times where I only had enough money to get groceries. Um, I had two family members go to the hospital this year. I lost my grandfather and I couldn't go to his funeral. I had dealt with a breakup that was really hard. And what was the other thing? Um, I mean, oh, I haven't seen my family in 13 months because I've been living abroad. So none of that stuff is fun to deal with, right? Like none of those things I said, I'm like, oh, easy breezy, like so easy to get through. Just think about it. Think positive. I didn't do that because for me, I know how important it is to process negative emotions because if you don't, then you will misdirect those emotions somewhere else. So if I'm angry at something or if I'm upset and then I just try to like think positive through it and then I'm just actually burying the emotion, it's going to come back up and I'm either going to yell at my friend or my partner or someone or not even yell, but just like, you know, when you're in a cranky mood or you're pissed off or something, it's going to come up in the wrong way. So I wanted to share five main things that I do that help me with my mindset during times that are hard or negative. The first is journal, because I think there's something to be said about seeing your words written out and kind of doing like a conscious dump of all your thoughts. And sometimes I use prompts, meaning like questions that will be like, how do I feel right now? Or how do I want to feel? Or why am I feeling this way? And sometimes I'll just write out exactly what I'm feeling and do a brain dump. Like, I'm pissed off, this is happening, da-da-da, like brain dump, brain dump, brain dump, right, right, right. This helps because once you start seeing your thoughts on paper, you're really like clearing the energy away from your body. You're like getting it out of you. So this is a really nice way to just see your thoughts, process them, and really look at them and say like, okay, wow, I feel a lot better. It's pretty therapeutic. But also you can look back on them. You can vent. You can just really see how your, where your thoughts are lying. And that's a really good way to then start moving forward. So it's like now that you've dumped all your thoughts out, now what can you do to move forward? So those are some things that I do is like, how am I feeling right now? How do I want to feel? And then I try to create a new energy around me. Like, yeah, how do I want to feel? It's not like this, right? I don't want to feel negative and pissed off and angry. What are some activities I can do? What are some new thoughts I can think? What are some, um, what are pieces of music I can listen to? Just something that will change my mood. So journaling is a big one. The second one is movement. So much should be said about movement. I am a major fan of walking now. I pretty much walk as much as I can. I plug a podcast in, music, an audiobook, just something to listen to. Because I find for me personally, I digest a lot of information when I'm just walking because it's very meditative. So I really like to move in that way. Yoga, Pilates, like for me, I really like doing that because it, it really makes you focus on your muscles and your breath. You can't just be like flailing around. It really is like pay attention to your breath, pay attention to which intricate little muscle you're using. So movement really helps whenever I'm in a bad mood. If I do something to get moving, I will usually feel better. The third one is playing things out in my head to its worst case scenario. This one sounds a little crazy, right? Like you might be thinking, why would I play things out to its worst case scenario? Like, isn't that just inviting more negative thoughts in? Isn't that going to spiral my anxiety? And no, it's not because you know where anxiety comes from is fear and uncertainty. So if you're fearful of something and you're uncertain of the outcome, that's when anxiety gets triggered. So if you can actually start playing things out all the way till the end, you're calming your nervous system down because then you're like, oh, wow, okay, it's actually not as bad as I thought, or I have more control of the outcome than I thought, or I'm not as scared of the outcome, or I can at least calm my anxiety with this outcome. 
And I'll play two examples out. One that's a little more mm, difficult to deal with and then one that's like kind of easier. So I had a family member go to the hospital this year and you're probably like, okay, then why would you play something out to its worst case scenario? And I'll tell you why. Because for me, the worst case scenario was death, right? If someone's in the hospital, one of the worst things that could happen is death. And I thought about what would I feel like if this person passed away? I knew I would feel extremely depressed, anxious, sad, upset, angry, right? And then I thought, but what would I regret if this person passed away while they were in the hospital? I would regret that I didn't get to know them better, that I didn't ask more questions when they were alive, that I took them for granted. And so what did I do? I wrote this person an email and I started asking them questions about their life. I started asking, like, why did you choose this of your life? Like, why did you choose this career path? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite memory of this part of your life? Like, really trying to get to know them because the the outcome of, like, if they did pass away, then I could at least have some clear energy in my heart that, like, you know what, I did do my best to get to know them more than just a surface level relationship or more than just like a an acquaintance type of relationship I really want to know if they pass that I did my part so when I played that worst case scenario out in my head it actually gave me an action plan like this is your green light to do something different rather if I had not played it out and just been like good vibes only positive vibes like nothing bad's gonna happen then I would bury the emotion that was lingering around in my head, which was anxiety, fear, being upset, right? Like I didn't want that to get buried. So I brought it to the surface and then I came up with an action plan. The other thing, like a more light example, I guess, not lighter, but lighter than death, would be something like, let's say your coworker, um, or you have a you have a meeting coming up at work and it's with a big client and you're like nervous about it. And so you start getting anxious and you're freaking out and you're like, Oh my God, this client's so big. Like what's going to happen? What if I messed up? Blah, blah, blah. We go on the what if train, right? We love to go on the what if train whenever we get anxious. That's the worst train you can get on when you get any type of crazy mindset because you're just inviting more spiraling to come in. So get off the what if train immediately and start looking into what is and looking for factual evidence and then visualizing how you want it to go. So again, like playing out the, the worst case scenario with the meeting example, the worst case scenario, you're probably not going to die. You're probably not hurting anybody. You're probably not doing anything illegal and you're probably not, I don't know, you know, ruining your career, right? I mean, I would hope that you would prepare for a meeting that was really big. So play things out and be realistic about the outcome. Like maybe you'll flub over your words or maybe you will forget something. That's human nature. You can say in a meeting, like, I'm sorry, I'm a bit nervous right now, or this is my first time presenting to a client and you know, I, I'm really sorry about how this went, but you're not hurting anybody. I think that's the biggest thing is like, you don't need to get so scared of what happens if you do something wrong, like we're humans. And the second part of that is visualizing how you want the meeting to go. If you can go in your meeting and visualize, I'm going to come prepared, I'm going to wear this outfit, I'm going to have my hair styled a certain way, I'm going to show up with a smile, I'm going to have really amazing slides, and I'm going to listen to the client, I'm going to take notes. If you can visualize that, you know what you're doing? You're preparing your mind for certainty because our mind and our ego is obsessed with certainty. So if we can add some certainty in our lives, visualizing is what helps develop that certainty. So if you can go and visualize the whole meeting and play it all out in your head, there's a guarantee that you actually might not be as anxious and you'll find more certainty. 
And that's really the last point that I was going to bring up is seeing the bigger picture and creating certainty, even if you're uncertain of the outcome, right? Like, so that whole meeting example, I can visualize it and be very clear about how I want it to go, but there's no 100% guarantee that the client will sign a contract or that they'll back out of the contract, right? There's no guarantee of what's going to happen or else we wouldn't have the meeting, right? If I knew what the outcome was, then we wouldn't be doing the meeting. But at least with my visualization, if I can try and create the feeling of what it would feel like to have an amazing meeting, to have the client be like, wow, that was really an awesome presentation. Like you really know what you're talking about. If I start creating that energy and that feeling, by the time the meeting comes, I already feel like it happened. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be an amazing meeting because I've already visualized this. If I go into it being like, I don't know what's going to happen and this is the biggest client and blah, 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 right? The what if train that's going to take you right into uncertaintyville, right into anxietyville and all the thoughts that you don't want to happen are going to come spiraling in. So that's why you have to try and train your brain to create some certainty, even with uh, a situation that doesn't have certainty at the end, because our egos love certainty. So five things again are journaling, movement, playing things out in your head to the worst case scenario, recognizing what certainty you can create and visualizing and embodying that feeling. Okay guys, obviously that audio was not premiere quality audio. I actually took that directly off my Facebook page in my Facebook group. So that's why the audio wasn't super clear. So apologies for that. I tried to edit it my best and I'm just pretending that it sounds like a rainstorm outside. So hopefully you can visualize the same thing. And next time I will try to see how I can make the audio sound better from Facebook. So if anyone has an idea, let me know because... I know that was not ideal, but hopefully you got the gist of those five tips that I shared and let me know which one was your favorite one. You can either DM me at Chelsea Reif or at non-expert opinion pod right into the podcast. Hello at in my non-expert or visit www.inmynonexpertopinion.com. With that, I will see you next week.